0: Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review.
1: Three Martinis coming up. Hey, really glad you're with us for the Monday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. We have a good martini for you and two crazies. So uh, buckle up for those. Uh, Your stool is ready for you. Jim, let's talk about our good martini now. All three of these, in some way or another, deal with the uh, the COVID debate and... uh, freedom versus uh, security and safety and that sort of thing. Let's go down to Florida. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis is our good martini today because he has decided that the decision on whether kids should have to wear masks to school should be made by parents. Imagine such a thing. Uh, Here's what he said in signing his executive order.
0: I'll be signing an executive order, uh, which directs the Florida Department of Education and Department of Health uh, to issue uh, emergency rules protecting the rights of parents uh, to make this decision about wearing masks for their for their children. Uh, We think that that's the most fair way to do it.
1: So, Jim. We see an effort underway. Sometimes it feels more aggressive than others where uh, the government is trying to kind of erode uh, parents' uh, role and decisions and power and making decisions for their uh, kids who are not uh, adults yet. Uh, And there's a perfect contrast to this going on. There's actually a lawsuit happening right now in Washington, D.C. This is NPR. D.C. parents are suing city officials over a new law that allows children 11 and older to acquire vaccines without permission from parents. Uh, It essentially allows uh, these medical records to go to the school instead of the parents. So, in other words, the parents are never actually told uh, if their students uh, are are getting this vaccine apart from their uh, parents' blessing on this. So, uh, Jim, uh, regardless of what one thinks about these particular issues, although we can talk about those as well, certainly, uh, the idea of empowering parents is a great martini, and the idea of uh, allowing kids to make decisions like this, where the parents never even find out, definitely not good. So good for Ron DeSantis.
0: Well, on the DC schools, Greg, let's observe that in a whole lot of schools, including I believe Authenticity Woods, that if your child has uh, prescription medication that uh, you know you have not sent a note to the school saying they have permission to take it, I think they have to take in some schools. They have to take it with the school nurse observing them or something. Uh, or even you know non-prescription painkiller, aspirin, Tylenol, something like that. Well, they they get caught with that. Wait a second, you've got drugs in school, kiddo, and they will throw you know uh, all kinds of consequences to a child. So you if you have a parent's permission to take a medication, but you don't send in a note, then it's there that we can have it done. But if you want to take a vaccine against the parents' wishes, that's okay too. Okay, I just want to just want to clarify. None of this makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, Kudos to Ron DeSantis for this decision. I think it's the right one. There are some parents out there who are really, really concerned about their kids catching COVID. They're very nervous about what they're seeing with the Delta variant. Right now, there's really very little evidence that either, you know, COVID classic, if you want to call it, or the Delta variant are particularly dangerous to kids. The I know some friend of mine who, you know, kids tested positive. You never knew the kid. Kids were asymptomatic. Kids have pretty darn good uh, immune systems. Most of the time kids can fight it off just pro- just fine, no problem. Maybe once in a while they'll have sniffles. And yes, once in a great while, a child will indeed have a serious reaction uh, to the COVID-19 virus. If you feel more comfortable with your kid wearing a mask, go ahead and do it. And nobody should give you any grief for it. None of the other kids should give your kids any grief for it. This is entirely personal. But if you look at it you say, no, actually I feel pretty good about my, my kids um i feel like i, I feel like i've looked at you know the, the rates in my area and i you know they're fine they're, they're, what we're really reaching at in this pandemic is you can't make someone do something you can explain it to them you can lay out the reasons why they should do it you can make it free we've done the we're giving away ipads we're giving away scholarships we're giving away you know lottery they, they can do all kind of stuff but if somebody doesn't want to take it, you can't make them take it. And I think we really get into a very dangerous area here whenever anybody starts entertaining the notion of, well, you know, what? even if somebody really doesn't want to take it, we should have the government make them take that vaccine. I think they're going to recognize that's a road we do not want to go down. So, regarding the schools, First of all, it is good to see every, generally everybody saying schools should be open. There was that odd comment from Fed Chair Powell and uh, Randy Weingarten, surprise, surprise, saying we can't. We, maybe we won't be able to school, open up schools on time. Um, almost everybody thinks, seems to think kids should be in school. Everybody seems to think that you know, there should be fully, uh, yeah, everybody's coming back, so it's gonna be full capacity. So we're not gonna be able to do six feet apart, but we don't really need to do six feet apart. Now that we have large chunks of our um, communities vaccinated, teachers should all be vaccinated. In fact, the only reason that this, you know, over at Hot Air uh, Allopundit lays out the argument, DeSantis should require all teachers to be vaccinated. And one of the reasons for this is that the teachers unions do not want all of their members to have to be vaccinated. They basically believe that, you know, like while large numbers of them are, those who are holdouts, they don't want to do it. Well, you know what, teachers unions have, you know, uh, are at the lowest point of public opinion in in recent memory. This is a time to push the, you know, push it even further want to have a safer school, make the teachers get vaccinated and then make the teachers basically put them into the anti-vaxxer position there. Um, But that having been said, you know, Florida's right now got a lot of cases. The the good news is that a lot of cases don't automatically translate to hospitalizations and deaths. The death rates are still pretty bad, but the hospitalizations are really starting to creep up in this state. Um, And it is not the elderly. They did do a pretty good job of getting the seniors and the most uh, immunocompromised pretty early on but um, this is you know it, it's enough to be concerned in the sunshine state and probably be good for people to do that and if you look at your your local community down there in Florida and you're uncomfortable with uh, uh, how much the virus is floating around in your in your community if you want to have your kids wear masks go ahead and have your kids may wear masks it should make you feel safer everybody who goes to school should feel should, should have feel like their kid is in a safe environment. The thing is, you can't make other parents do things to make you feel safe because your mask protects your kid and your vaccination protects you. If other people want to make different decisions, the risk is on them. And that's a concept a lot of people are having a hard time getting their heads around these days.
1: Well, that's certainly true. And we'll probably be talking about that a little bit in the next couple of martinis as well. But in terms of giving parents the power to make these decisions for their kids you know we joked years ago about the MSNBC ad from Melissa Harris-Perry where she talked about kids belonging to the collective and stuff they're our children they're not your children parents they're our children and you know and and you see i think on the left i'm not saying this is true of everyone on the left but it is true of some one of the reasons you like to uh, we're seeing the big push for uh, universal pre-K is because they think the government can do a better job, essentially, of raising and educating your kid from the time they're three years old all the way up to two years of community college past the time they graduate from high school. There are people, particularly on the left, who believe that the government is far better at that than parents, and they're dead wrong.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the end, there are certain people who just aren't really comfortable with freedom. <laughs> people making different decisions from Like In the end, they, they had this notion of, oh, we'll all be free, but everyone will make the right decisions or the, the decisions that I like. And everything will work out OK. That's not really how freedom works. Freedom is going to have a whole bunch of people making it. Sure, what the heck are you thinking? But that's part of what freedom is. And if you're not comfortable with it, bad, You know, at that point, you end up climbing down the path to authoritarianism.
1: Oh, man. You know what you should be comfortable with, though? Internet service that protects your privacy. Look, everything you surf, where uh, you go to, it turns up in ads, it turns into promos. Uh, sponsors and, and, and companies get your data and where you've gone. And so uh, the, your, your Internet provider is uh, basically watching everything you're doing and passing it along to people who are trying to make a buck off of it. But there is a way to protect yourself, and it's called ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market.
0: ExpressVPN does not log your activity online. Now, a lot of cheap or free VPNs will make money by selling your data to advertisers, but ExpressVPN doesn't do this. They even developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes their servers incapable of storing any data at all. ExpressVPN now uses LightWay, a new VPN protocol they engineered to make user speeds faster than ever. Now, you may have tried other VPNs in the past, and you can probably notice they sometimes can slow your connection. But ExpressVPN is always blazing fast and lets you stream videos in HD quality with zero buffering. It's easy to use, no technical skills needed. You just fire up the app and tap one button to connect. And it's not just me saying this. CNET, The Verge, and many other tech journals rate ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world.
1: What we're telling you is true, but if you want to do some more research, it's right out there. Just look for ratings of ExpressVPN. PC Mag, for example, calls it an excellent VPN, boasting a massive global footprint and excellent privacy practices to protect your information. And CNET uh, is raving about ExpressVPN speed, as Jim just mentioned. So uh, it absolutely is true. It's an absolutely fantastic service. Everybody can use it. It literally only takes one button to enact. So, grandparents, kids, not tech savvy, everybody can do it. So, protect yourself with the VPN that you can trust. Use our link expressvpn.com/martini today and get an extra 3 months free on a 1-year package. That's expressvpn.com/martini. expressvpn.com/martini to learn more. All right, Jim, let's move on to crazy martini number one. And we have talked a number of times here about, you know, if the CDC was trying to get people not to get vaccinated, what would they be doing differently exactly? And that was certainly true last week with, hey, you people who did everything we told you to do. Now you have to act exactly like everyone else has done. But... Now, they might not even be done yet. And this is a maybe, but uh, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, head of the CDC, was on with Brett Baer on Friday on Special Report. Long-ranging interview, about 20 minutes in two different segments. And uh, the issue of vaccine mandates came up, and it wasn't just in government and in business. Brett Baer asking, should there be a federal vaccine mandate across the board, meaning Americans have to get vaccinated? And here's how that conversation went are you for mandating a vaccine on a federal level um,
0: you know that's something that I think the administration is looking into. It's something that I think we're we're looking to see approval of from the vaccine. Um, overall, I think in general I am all for um, more vaccination. Um, but uh, you know I, I have nothing further to say on that except that we're looking into those policies. And and quite honestly, as people are doing that locally, um, those are those are individual local decisions as well.
1: Right, but. You're in the medical field, and you can hear the pushback from people who say, I need to determine what is put inside my body uh, with my doctor. So you get that pushback.
0: I completely understand the pushback. And I also understand that this is not unlike other things that are mandated, other vaccines that are mandated for school-going children, for healthcare personnel. I'm mandated every year as I work in the hospital to get a flu vaccine. So um, there's, I, I understand both perspectives in that story. It's, it's, I
1: understand. The correct answer to that is no, we're not going to force you to, to put that into your body. And Jim, I think her argument about, well, we force school kids to get vaccinated for other stuff. So what would uh, one more thing be? So the fact that they're actually considering this is troubling, certainly. And of course, the counterpunch on that is, well, yeah, the polio vaccine, the MMR, whatever else you give to school kids, those have been tested over a long term and, you know, have been formally approved, which you talked about last week. We still haven't gotten that from the FDA.
0: Yeah. And I labor elaborate on that in the morning jolt today that, um, look, if you really think that uh you know the biggest problem right now is we have too many unvaccinated people who need to get vaccinated well for what it's worth you know there's a group of people that you know uh, polling and demographic study have characterized as the you know on the fence folks folks who are reluctant but could be convinced and there are probably about 20 million americans in this particular group uh probably about you know nine ten percent of the total uh u.s adult population Well, they've done surveys of this group, and probably about 44, 45% of them say that if the FDA gave full approval to the vaccine, they would go out and get uh, vaccinated. Now, maybe they're not telling the truth. Maybe they're exaggerating how much of a factor this is in there. But I think particularly if you're going to reach the point where you say to people, if you don't get this vaccine, you're fired, or if you don't get this vaccine, you you probably, it, it seems reasonable to say, okay, so this vaccine is fully approved by the FDA, right? because it's not, it's an emergency, emergency use uh, authorization. Now look, I got vaccinated. I think it's perfectly safe. I don't think there's any, no, all the side effects are well within normal parameters. If you have questions, talk to your doctor. I do think there's something, as I mentioned, it's really absurd about the FDA saying, well, look, we can't give it final approval yet. We can't look at this, you know, this BLA, which is our last step. Uh, we're still reviewing the data when like 190 million Americans have a shot in them. Like, what else are you looking for guys? um in light of this but but kind of turning towards walensky and her comments there is an article in politico today that says inside the administration the emergence of the delta variant has caused friction leading to behind the scenes finger pointing and weeks-long tensions between the cdc and the white house two senior biden officials familiar with the matter said the administration is still trying to balance messaging in a way that underscores the severity of the Delta variant while simultaneously reiterating that vaccinated individuals are overwhelmingly not at risk. Greg, wasn't it like a year ago that if anybody in the White House was disagreeing with the CDC, they were anti-science, <laughs> reckless, crazy, You know, oh, 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 it's okay now, all right, yeah. By the way, it, you, you look at the comments from Walensky, you look at the comments from other administration officials, it's not all that surprising. And in fact, what the Biden administration is confronting this is a very similar phenomenon that we saw during the Trump administration during the first, uh, you know, eight, nine, ten months of this uh, of this pandemic, which is that look, health officials look at everything through a health lens, right? Their sole concern is how do we stop the virus, how do we mitigate the virus, how do we, you know, and they tend to recommend things without looking at, okay, how does the first of all, will people follow this? How reasonable? How, how much time can we expect Americans to stay home and not go out and interact with anybody? Uh, they don't really think much about the economic consequences. They don't really think much about, say, the, you know, education consequences, social consequences, right? There are, over the last year and a half, we have really seen doing the very best thing to stop the spread of the virus can have all kinds of unexpected or maybe in some cases even expected bad consequences for people, even if they're not catching COVID-19. And generally the people, the person who's really in charge, the lawmakers, presidents, governors, mayors, people who have that executive authority over what government can and can't do, they have to reach that balance, right? The the, the traditional example is, you know, if you really wanted to stop car accidents, you would reduce the speed limit to 25 miles an hour and everything would be fine. So of course it would take everybody forever to get any place, right? So you have to say, all right, these are the best measures to protect people. We're willing to tolerate this much risk because eliminating that much risk would create too many other problems in the rest of society. That's what they have to do. What we're seeing between Walensky and the Biden White House is not all that different from what we saw between Fauci and the Trump White House, except you know nothing's happening that makes Fauci reach for you know touch his face at the, in the background of a White House press conference or something like that. Walensky, you know, I mean, like all of this, by the way, would have been better if Walensky had not gone out and said, "America, I'm having this vision of doom and plague," you know, right before things got really, really good right before the numbers plummeted like a stone in the you know uh, late spring early summer um i even the problem is even when she's right we've been conditioned to see her skeptically because she's gotten some stuff wrong and then had to go back and then had to backtrack it's she's really not a very good communicator and it's kind of hard to see like she may be a phenomenal doctor but if you can't nail down the public communications part of this job you probably should not be in it
1: Well, we saw Biden last week uh, essentially urging uh, private uh, companies and other folks to uh, institute vaccine mandates, which I don't believe is his uh, position to do. But now the question is, should there be a federally mandated vaccine? And so, I mean, I don't understand how this is supposed to work. For example, okay, here's all the reasons we think you should get it. No. All right, get over here and we're going to jab you anyway. Or if you still don't get it, then what? What's the or what if you don't get this and the government's uh, really getting into your private business here?
0: I was gonna say, how do you think people are gonna greet that? Right. You <laughs> say, oh, okay. You know, look, I've been really opposed to this, but now that you're making me, sure thing, I'll line up. <laughs> or do you think people start grabbing their gun? Like, I- I'm trio. Next to like the you know, Beto, hell yeah, we're gonna take your AR-15. You know, type mentality. It's really hard to see a scenario that would more quickly speed up. Um, arguably violent resistance to uh, what people see as an illegitimate government uh, uh,
1: overreach. Absolutely absurd. Freedom has not been destroyed in this pandemic. in some ways, it's certainly been damaged, but well, they uh, tried. Yes, they've <laughs> certainly tried. but uh, let's let's uh, let's fight for that too, uh, because uh, once you get to that point, Uh, It gets far, far, far uglier, and uh, and still the question is, what are you going to do if they still say no? You're going to put people in jail. You're going to, you know, label them in a certain way that they can't be employed or something. I mean, how much government intrusion are we talking about here? All right, let's talk about something far less stressful than that. Is that's a luxurious towel for when you step out of the shower, and that's where. My pillow comes in with fantastic products. Uh, we know about the pillows. We know about the sheets, but the towels are fantastic as well. They dry you off so quickly. They're big and they're they're fluffy, and they're just a pleasure to use. And right now, you're still getting a fantastic deal.
0: You can get the six-piece towel set, which usually goes for $109.99 or only $39.99. Now, in the six-piece towel set, Each set is two bath towels, two hand towels, and a washcloth two-pack. They're made from proprietary technology that makes them highly absorbent, soft to the touch, and none of that lotion-y feel. They're made with cotton grown right here in the United States. They're available in a variety of colors and sizes, machine washable, and they have a 60-day money-back
1: guarantee as well as a one-year limited warranty. So visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code Martini at checkout or call 800-874-0104. It's the MyPillow six-piece towel set for only $39.99. Now, while you're there, take advantage of the deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets and the MyPillow premium pillows. It's at MyPillow.com, code word Martini, or use the code when you call 800-874-0104. All right, Jim, uh, in addition to making people get something they don't already want, Uh, that would be a bad way to encourage people to get vaccinated, making vaccinated people do stuff that uh, they were told they wouldn't have to do if they actually uh, got the vaccine. That's another way to make people not want to do stuff. Another is telling people things they have to do and then not doing it yourself. And that's where Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser comes in. She announced that, uh, I believe, effective uh, Saturday, uh, the mask mandates were coming back to Washington, D.C., In the meantime, Friday night, which wasn't technically a violation, but it certainly wasn't setting a very good example of this perceived crisis, uh, she was uh, holding a maskless birthday party with quite a few attendees. And then, less than a day into the uh, mask mandate, she was officiating an indoor wedding maskless in the Adams Morgan neighborhood. And so, of course. The liberal media outlets are pretending it didn't happen for the most part, and the conservative media outlets are howling hypocrisy here, Jim. But uh, what do you make of Mayor Bowser?
0: Well, I believe it was later in the day, Bowser issued a statement saying, well, look, the ceremony was outdoors, and then I wore a mask indoors, which doesn't quite line up with some of the pictures taking. At minimum, there was a small stretch in there where Bowser was inside and did not uh, wear a mask. Look... (laughs) this is so frustrating we are right back to where we started and it's you know it's it's new uh newsome with the french laundry it's all the other examples i think uh bowser had said all non-essential travel should stop and then of course she went to the biden victory party back last november uh nothing new here it is really frustrating it is really galling and i think it's kind of indicate like clearly muriel bowser doesn't really think a mask mandate does any good Clearly, she's not afraid of getting infected. Clearly, she's not afraid of, you know, getting infected and giving it to somebody else because she's vaccinated and she doesn't feel the need to wear a mask. So deep down, she kind of knows, she thinks this this rule is nonsense, but no one was making her. There certainly were not people on the streets clamoring, reimpose a mask mandate, reimpose. She just chose to do it knowing that she herself would not have to uh, live with it. And she kind of knew that even if she was caught, as I believe it was, uh, uh, Tiana Lowe of uh, of Washington Examiner, who who you know had this had this story. She you know that deep down she'd be able to survive the the fallout from this. Nobody's going to give her too much grief because she's a Democrat, and Democrats in Washington D.C. can pretty much do whatever they want. Deeply frustrating. We are right back to where we started from. It's as if the mass vaccination effort never happened, and we're right back where we started. Right.
1: Well, Democrats in D.C. can do whatever they want to a point. If you get caught smoking crack on camera, you'll go to prison. Then you'll get your job as mayor back. But uh, there, there can be a slight interruption in your time and power as a Democrat in D.C.
0: I, I, you know, I was going to say, yeah, you know, you know, first of all, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I, I think if somebody got caught smoking crack now, I think everybody would be OK with it. You
1: know? <laughs> oh, man. Hold my tongue. Hold my tongue. There's a uh, presidential offspring joke in there somewhere. Uh, Jim, uh-huh. have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Greg. Jim Garrity, National Review. I'm Greg corumbus of Radio America. Thanks so much for being with us today. Please subscribe to the Three Martini Lunch if you don't already. Also, uh, tell your friends about us. Uh, we are very grateful for your kind reviews and your five-star ratings. Get us on those home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch podcast. Follow us on Twitter. He's at Jim Garrity. I'm at Dateline underscore DC. Have a great Monday, and please join us Tuesday for the next Three Martini Lunch. We are living in difficult times where people fear having thought-provoking conversations about pressing issues. And although
0: we're in the midst of an information explosion, there are a lot of forces aiming to distort what's true. I created The Bill Walton Show to provide a forum for in-depth, thought-provoking conversations with leaders, artists, entrepreneurs, and thinkers. Please join me at TheBillWaltonshow.com to explore what's
1: true, what's right, and what's next.